Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 195 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out on the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for tuning into the podcast, and thanks for joining us this week. Now in this week's podcast, we're chatting with another young ripper from Oma. We had Keelan Grant on a couple of weeks ago. This week, we're chatting with Gary Donaldson. Now we recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago. It was a couple of weeks before the fight is first tracks enduro up in Bigwood. Now, we obviously chat about that and Gary tells us about what he wants to get on, how he wants to do at that event. Obviously, we know the results now and Gary done very, very well. But we get into that in the episode. We chat about his goals for this year. We chat about how he got on the fighters first tracks, race division team, all that good stuff. We also chat about how he started... As a young guy, mountain biking, then went to road and was racing road for maybe seven, eight years. And was very successful at that too. But then he's come back to mountain biking. We get into that. We get into that mindset, why he came back to the MTB scene, what kind of encouraged him to do that, and how his sponsors at that time helped him out big time. Get a bike, get interested, get back in the race environment. We chat to him about why he likes racing so much, why he's competitive, all that good stuff that you need to be to be firstly on the first tracks race division team, right? You're not going to get on that if you're slow. So we chat to him about all that. It's a very chilled out, laid back conversation. And uh, Gary, if you're listening to me, well done at the Vitus first tracks. Awesome stuff, dude. And you bringing you on the podcast give you a bit of inspiration. <laughs> But for now, I'll stop talking. We can get Gary on the show and let's welcome Gary to the MTB Tribe Podcast. Hey, Gary, welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast. How's things this afternoon, dude? How's it going, Gareth? Yeah, all's, all's good. Um, just chilling out here. Thanks for having me on. You're more than welcome, mate. It'll be great to have a chat with you. And listen, we'll get into a load of stuff here because I want to chat to you about the Vitus First Tracks. You're a member of the team. I want to chat to you about your background a wee bit and other stuff you've got going on and the gorge and stuff and all I want to get into, right? Because you're from Oma, yeah? Yeah, I'm from Oma. Um, so I've ran about with kind of all the mountain bike guys from around here that you're probably well aware of. Um, so yeah, we're kind of a, a close-knit group, the whole lot of us. Um, yeah, um, it's a good breed of boys there, so it's very, very talented lads. <laughs> yeah, um, I, it's probably interesting, like, because you're probably not aware of, like, everyone, because there's, there's a couple of real good road cyclists from down this part of the world, like, and I guess, like, just being from the one area, it's kind of, everybody just pushes each other on, like, and it's, I think locally, it's, it's really helped lift the standard, you know, because everybody's just, Gazing against each other. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's have a little chat about that because you initially started MTB, then you went to the the dark side or road, as some people call it. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then you've come back to MB, MTB. Tell us about that, dude. What happened there? Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I, I got into mountain biking when I was about 
10 years old, but I always loved just cycling about. My mum would have did a lot of cycling. Um, and then got into mountain biking. And I did that for three or four years. And would have rode with a couple of guys who were pretty pretty well known on the downhill scene back then. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then we were as really good. And Keelan, obviously, too. Uh, and then we kind of all moved to road. So I guess it started with a guy called Mark Potts. He went to road. And then my friend Angus went. And then... I I just jumped it because I used to get a lift down to like the Lexa Ross driver in the morning to them every weekend. Mm-hmm. And once the lift went, um, there was no more mountain biking. And then road was just so accessible. Like you just, you fire your kit on and you're on your road bike, like, and you're away on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the, you didn't go to road because it just appealed to you more. It was more a fact that your mates were doing it and the mountain biking thing was more difficult to access because you hadn't a lift to the trail centres and things. That was the main reason behind it? Yeah, I'd say, like, just, like, cause just the whole social aspect of it and then just getting out on your bike with your mates and whereas I would have did that on the mountain bike, um, it just, everybody went the road and then it just, just kind of more a social thing, like, so I just, we just all went the road and, we're all just training together and riding together, like, and it was just brilliant crack and the road bikes for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And did you, you really did enjoy that, right? But you got quite competitive in it. Yeah, so I did that for, geez, it must have been eight years. Um, and wow. I, I, love, I love competing, like, so obviously road, road cycling is just all about racing and, and uh, competing. So I love that aspect of it. And then I spent a couple of uh, summers in Belgium. So well, what I do is I go to uni, study at uni, and then as soon as my exams are finished, I head out to Belgium for the summer. Wow. And uh, race bikes out there, yeah. And um, Yeah, I guess I did okay a couple of times. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was always a mountain biker. Like, I always loved it. So, yeah, I was, was keen to get back at it. Yeah, yeah. And um, when you seen Caelan and some of your other mates there go off in the mountain bike, you know, side of things big time. Did that encourage you to get back into it or how did you jump back into the mountain bike scene? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Keelan's always been like a big help, like, because even when we were on the road bikes, you know, if we were going out training together and he'd be like, oh, come on, come on out on the mountain bike. And then he was always like, you just, you, a, a day out in the mountain bike back then would have been, land around the Keelan's house and then fire a load of parts in the bike and then go out for a spin. Um, and then, yeah, obviously coming back to the sport, uh, he was obviously, the, he's the main dude. So uh, it was it was good to get back out to him and try to get up the pace with him. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't easy. No, it's, it's still not easy. He's, <laughs> he doesn't slow down. doesn't go easy either yeah yeah no definitely not so when you got in so how long were you out of the mountain bike scene do you think seven eight years yeah seven or eight years i'd say yeah just it was just full-on committed to the road mm-hmm. you can't really do a couple of things you know if you're if you're racing at a high standard on a road bike you just have to be you have to be all in at it yeah totally man totally um so when you jump back into the scene here the local scene did you see a difference in it? Was it different for you? Um, 
I will, I guess you kind of chatted about this in your show before, but yeah, it was like just with the trail centers and Gorton opening up again. Mm. Like, obviously, the scene was just buzzing and Oma and like with the Gorton Club starting up, and I was just like, felt like I was missing out, like, and a lot of my friends were doing it, and I was like, oh god, I gotta, I gotta get back into that, like, so I guess just um, that, and then. When I came out of uni, I was just like, got a job and I could afford to buy a mountain bike. So I was like, right, I need to get one of them again. So mm-hmm. I know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when you went back into the mountain bike stuff, did you keep your Lycra on or did you get the baggy gear? Yeah, I, I was a bit of a Lycra bandit for a while. <laughs> um, I was just wearing anything and everything. I remember going out in the mountain bike in a canoe helmet a couple of times. <laughs> Oh, dude. Yeah, just whatever I could find, really. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. It just whatever it takes, right? Yeah, well, this is it, yeah. But no, here, saying that, now I was able to transfer over fairly good. Um, get the lo- our local bike shop, Codwell Cycles, um, we, we had a race for him. And then I remember I just went in the pool and I was like, look, I want to I wanna race mountain bikes again. And he was just like, just sat me down at the computer and I said, "Right, what are we, what are we getting here?" And then we just ordered a bike, like so. Wow. Yeah, I've always been. Yeah, he's always looked after us fairly well, like. So it was easy enough to get back into it. Yeah, that's very cool, man. Um, being in both worlds, Gary, like, what do you think is the biggest difference between those two scenes? Um, here the mountain bike and just. Obviously, like it's really competitive and stuff at the high end, but it's just a lot more chilled out and it's a lot more social and just, there's there's always good vibes in the mountain bike scene. Whereas roads, obviously, very competitive and um, yeah, it's just you, you have to be very focused. Whereas you can be a bit more chilled out with the mountain biking and just kind of take things at your own your own pace. It's yeah. a lot less structured. You just kind of go out when you want and you know it's just a bit chilled out yeah like i would say uh, now stop me if i'm wrong here but i would say the roads the road side of things a little bit more competitive between friends even because when you're going out you're going from a to b and that's what you're doing but in mountain biking let's say you're going to ross trevor or wherever and you're not really feeling it that day. You can say, well, boys, listen, I'll stop at the bottom and I'll take some photos of you coming down or whatever. You know, do, is that the kind of vibe thing? Is that the way it works? Yeah, well, I didn't really want to say it because I, I don't want to be too negative because obviously, like, the, everybody in road's great in this class, but, like, the slagging and road cycling is crazy. Really? And it's just, you're just always, like, having to crack and you're kind of almost running your friends down but then when you come to mountain biking it's almost like the opposite you're kind of bringing everyone up yeah out in the trails like if somebody's doing really good and you know they're keeping up with the lads you're like oh you're flying today you're, you're going really good whereas on the road it's nearly nearly the opposite way around so yeah. just the flagging lot i i suppose it just you know depends what you're into and what you like different strokes for different folks and all that yeah, well, this is it. I think it's just just a different kind of environment. Like, it's not doesn't really say anything about the person, but it's probably just just that kind of competitive environment that road cycling is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Uh, now let's chat a little bit about racing um, and about 
Vitus first tracks and stuff like that. Are you racing this weekend at the first tracks Enduro? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna race race this weekend. Happy oh, days. How how keen are you to get back into that? Oh man, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing to get back between the tapes. Like, yeah, I, I can't wait. Yeah, cool. Like, you ride for the Vitus first tracks Enduro crew and stuff like that. Like, how did that come about? How did you get on the team? Uh, it's a bit of a random one, isn't it? <laughs> I think uh, I think there's a few people scratching their head maybe when when I joined the team. Um, obviously because I'm so new to it. Uh, but yeah, um, so obviously I've rode bikes with Keelan Grant for years, and then he'd be really friendly with Glenn, and I've I've known Glenn for years too. But then when the spot came up, and it was kind of like, geez, right, who do I, who do, who who can we get in the team and I think, you know, Keelan had a bit to do with it and then like, right, there's this guy, he's he's fairly fast on the bike and, you know, he's a he's a fairly good attitude for the sport, so, you know, he'd be a good fit for the team and then Glenn gave me a call and we kind of talked about it and then I knew the guys who worked at Vitus just from the road scene mm-hmm. so when they heard that I was going to be joining the team you know they were more than happy with it so it uh yeah it fell into place just and i it's here it's it's classic i'm i feel really lucky for getting the opportunity like and yeah it's it's great yeah yeah no man no it's well deserved like you're not you're not slowing about that's for sure and like you've been in when did you join the vitus this is your first year with them right yeah so it's Actually, like literally a day or two ago was a year ago that I, I moved signed with Vitus I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but obviously then the COVID thing happened. Yeah, so it was, it was just like smack bang in the middle. It was real random, but yeah, I've been with them a year now. Mm-hmm. Cool, man, cool. And like, is that team, has it helped you riding, like, you know, with Glenn and the guys there? Like, has it helped you out? Absolutely, like massively. Um I study. I studied sports um, at university, like so. I knew myself when I when I signed with the team that like, oh, geez, it was going to help so much. But like, even just with the small things, like just having a bike that underneath you that you know is like looking taken care of, and it's you know you have you know fresh tires for race weekend, and then just getting out with the lads and the team. At um, oh, it's there's it's a massive benefit, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like has Glenn helped you much? Yeah, absolutely. Like Glenn, riding with Glenn, like he's just so consistently consistently fast and like he's just flat out all the time, just one speed. Um but not it just not even from Glenn, but like even from Callum Morris in the team. Like mm-hmm. he's a lot younger than me, so I should be his role model, but <laughs> it's, it's just not like that at all. Like when I go out on the bike with him, like I learn so much from from the kid like he's just he's so much experience already and yeah he's just such a ripper like it's i learn a lot from him too yeah cool man cool you know it's it's so nice and like i had keelan on the show a couple of weeks ago there and you know he was chatting about the chain reaction team and how he felt at home with those guys very very quickly you know with elliot and sam and Pagey and all there you know he just felt at home and it helped him so so much do you get that kind of feeling with the Vitus guys that you know you just feel part of the team does that help a lot oh yeah like 
that's the one thing about the team. Like it's it's more of a family than a team. It's it's yeah, we're just we just all support each other and uh, it's good vibes, very good vibes now. Yeah, yeah, cool man. Like what Vitus are you on? Uh just the summit, yeah. That's a piece of kit, eh? Yeah, it's some job where a few of us in the team actually have it set up as a mullet. Really? Okay, interesting. So uh, it's yeah, it just works class and yeah, love it. Yeah, you like the mullet set up. Why why do you like that? Um jumping onto this year's bike, uh like I think it's it's super, super capable this year. And the twenty nine just carried so much speed and I felt like I nearly couldn't ride it like it was that fast. <laughs> Needed a third break. Yeah, literally. So when I put the smaller wheel on the back, like it was just like so much more capable to like reel around corners and then I think it just sits here a wee bit better because yeah. the short the tracks are a wee bit tighter and you know, you don't really have that mad straight line speed. So it, it, like it, it, it accelerates that much a bit better now and it just corners that much faster so I think it's a wee bit more suited to here but you know there's nothing to say that if the weekend if the race venue was right you know you just stick the 29 back on and let it rip yeah yeah it's interesting because Keelan's not a big fan of them I was chatting to him about it and I think he just goes with the 29 or set up um, he tried the mullet and all but I just don't think it really it just really didn't suit him. But it's interesting because a lot of people are going that mullet direction. Okay, I guess, yeah, that's a good point too. Like, it it does depend on your size too, like, obviously, because I was, like, in between a medium and a large. Right. So I was, like, kind of tore whether I was going to go for a medium or a large. And then I ended up going for the large because that's what I rode last year. Mm-hmm. But just for the slightly longer wheelbase um i felt like it was maybe a wee bit too big so when i threw the smaller wheel on the back it just i just really fit it onto the bike then like yeah yeah what what height are you guy uh six foot five no <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> extra, about, extra large is what you need it. this is it no i'm just under six foot right okay aye well that would make sense because i have the medium and it's just perfect for me i'm five ten yeah Aye, and I know on some bikes I can just be in between and I'm kind of like, oh, do I go large, do I go medium? But I think the Vita stuff just works perfect for me size-wise. Yeah, well, that's it, yeah. And I I felt like I was smack bang in the middle, so I the, the smaller wheel seems to have helped now. Yeah, cool. Um, it's funny because I was out with Stephen, a mate of mine, um, a week ago or so up around Dava there, and he had his bike set up as mullet. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it was weird riding with them because there was an – it just looked weird because there was an obvious wheel size difference, like, <laughs> you yeah. know. And just cycling beside them up, you know, going up the hills and the fire roads or whatever, it just looked strange, man. It, it just reminded me of a big chopper or something. It was weird looking. I, I don't know if all bikes are, you know, I don't think you can just chuck a smaller wheel. Is it, is it mullet compatible, like, or was it – Yeah, like, I think it was – it's it's not as easy as people think as just flicking a, a chip switch or something. You know, he had to change chain lengths and, you know, it was a, it's not something you could do in the car park, put it that way. He had to make a few different changes. But yeah, you can ride it either way. I think that's one of the reasons he went for that. Um, but 
Yeah, yeah. It took him a bit of, a bit of time to get used to. It. He didn't like it initially, and then, in fact, he normally rides twenty seven point five, and I think it was the twenty nine front uh, wheel he couldn't get used to. Mm-hmm. You know, over over anything else, he just felt that it didn't want to turn for him or didn't turn as fast or something. But it's interesting. I love the twenty ers now. I'm sold. Yeah, they're they're a quick bike, so they're. Hmm. That summit. It certainly has a long wheelbase, like because when I stick it in the back of the car, it's it's longer than any other bike that goes on the back of the car. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big beast, so it is. Yeah, it's funny because people that haven't seen that bike before, when they see it, they say, "What size is that? That's massive." Yeah. You know, they don't realise it's a medium, but some tank man, it's a great it's a great piece of kit. Yeah, I really like it. Now it's yeah, they've upped their game massively. Now there's there's some bike. Totally. Have you tried the Scarp, the 150? I haven't. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, I've, had a, I've had a bounce about on one. Um, that's about the height of it. Yeah, I would love to try that. I think that would be a real beast for our trails, you know. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, To be honest, if I was going to buy a bike for everything, it would probably be the Scarp. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, an awesome new ride. Yeah, totally, man, totally. Now, let's chat a little bit about racing because you're super competitive and you're stoked on it. Like, where do you get that from? Why do you love the racing thing so much? Um, I don't know. I guess just running around with a group of people who were all really talented and, like, with Keelan and Mark Potts, he's in the, he was an Irish track team and another friend of mine, Angus. Like, they were all just really competitive like so we're all always pushing the standards and no matter if we're going for a pedal around the town or if we're going for a big day out in the bike like there was always we're always sprinting for the signposts or (laughs) we're always timing each other down the tracks it's just it was just kind of what we did yeah yeah no, it, definitely it's bred into you boys around that area for sure because you are all you are all very competitive. That's why I don't go out and ride with you guys out there because you're too competitive for me. <laughs> yeah, we don't really we don't really chill out like even the Sunday rides is just a hammering session. <laughs> yeah, you just don't take enough coffee breaks for my liking. It's not good. <laughs> uh, so on the race, see, Gary, let's chat about it because I was just looking at your results on Roots and Re in there and. You were out of the racing for about seven years between uh, twenty twelve and twenty nineteen. Like, how did you feel being out of the scene for you know seven odd years there? I suppose that's when you were doing the road stuff, was it? Yeah, um, yeah, it was. I was out of the scene, but like I always kind of kept in the loop with things. Obviously, being good friends with Keelan, um, so I was always hearing the crack from the races and kind of knew all the local scene well and still and you know still kind of followed the downhill world cups and stuff so mm-hmm. um yeah my heart was always in in the mountain biking although i was out of the scene for a while yeah 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 like when you come back that first race in 2019 it was the 11th of august it was the the vitus irish gravity enduro number four you came seventh man like Amazing! Like, how did that make you feel? Like, you've been out of the scene for seven years, and your first race back, your seventh. I um, yeah. Look, I I was just stoked to get out racing again, and and to be doing enduro again. Um, 
I think that 2019, I, I only did like three races. I only, I only just got back into it. But mm-hmm. like each one of those races was just kind of there was just bombs going off. Like it was, they were just. It was they were big learning curves, so I kind of just tried to take one thing away from each of those races. Um, but yeah, it was class to get out and kind of that one you were chatting about. It was in Care Cahir or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I kind of just wanted to see if I could be on pace on like one of the stages, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I did a good a good stage time on one of them, and then I was like, okay, right, the speed's there, so we could probably we can probably do this. Happy days, man. Happy days. And then you raced the gap on uh, the 16th of August 2020 and you came first there, right? Uh, I, well, me and Callum won our category and then I was second overall. Right. Very cool. Yeah, that was that was the first race with the team, with the Vitus guys. So. Wow. That must have felt pretty sweet. Yeah, it was kind of, it was funny, like, because when I joined Right, so kind of joked about with Glenn that I was a wild card. It's like just you didn't really know what I was going to do or how I was going to go, and then that was the first race where we all rode together. And um, I think Glenn was just, was like, "Well, he's he's actually kind of fast, so <laughs> yeah, just putting the pressure on him." <laughs> yeah, cool. Like uh, the gap is a pretty amazing spot there. Do you like that for a race event? Yeah, I mean, it's class, like, it's a fairly neat wee hill, it's not, it's not massive, and mm-hmm. there's loads of tracks all stemming kind of from one or two uh, landing spots, so it's fairly, it's really good for that kind of uh, race format, you know, where you can get three or four stages in, in a day, um, so yeah, it was, it, was, it was a class race, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, cool. Like, looking. Looking at this season, you know, have you any goals planned? Do you go into the race season with anything you want to achieve? Um, yeah, well, like, I would love to win a race. Um, so that's obviously uh, a target. Um, but here, at see the last year or two, you just don't know what where you're going to be or what your pace is going to be like. So. Um, I guess we'll know a bit more after the weekend. Mm, yeah. Are you looking forward to Bigwood? Do you like Bigwood? Uh, yeah, it's a great wee venue there. Um, it works really well again for, I think it's, it caters for everybody. So um, it's got loads of, of stuff for the more experienced rider. And then for anyone who's getting into the sport, they can go and they can, they'll have the fitness to get themselves around the hill and, they'll be able to get down all the stages, no bother. So I think it caters for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. Good. I think it's sold out, right? Um, It definitely filled up um, before the restrictions eased. I think they're, they, you know, he they, they eased, so the, the numbers were allowed to go up. So I don't know if it's filled again now, but it seems to be fairly stacked now for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, anybody listening to this podcast when it goes live will obviously know because Big Woods will have been and done and dusted. Yeah. So they'll know your result already. <laughs> no, it's uh it's given it to be wet. Do you prefer wet or dry? Oh, I'm a dry weather. Kind of oh guy. really? 
Yeah, um, I get a bit wild, a bit loose in the wet, so we'll have to see how that goes. I get your crash pads on. There'll be a few of those sneaker routes, I would think, out yeah. and about. I'm just trying to, I'll get all the excuses out early here now. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be it'll be amazing, man. It'll be amazing. Um, like, as far as talent goes, right, let's chat a little bit about local talent there, Gary, because you're saying you don't know how it'll go. It's just dependent. Like, have you seen the talent change over the last number of years since you've got back into it? Like, what what is the local talent like here? Um, Like in the country? Yeah, just like, you know, guys that you've yeah. never really seen before when you come back into the scene and now they're racing. And like, have you seen much change that side of things? Uh, yeah, like absolutely. I think just the whole scene in general has got a lot more fitter. So, whereas, you know, back in the day, everybody was pushing their bike up the hill and, you know, results about downhill when I was doing it and, you know, fitness didn't really come into account. Now it's, you know, it's a lot more fitness orientated and a lot more guys are tracking their, their training runs and you can, you know, they're doing a lot, uh, a lot bigger, bigger spins and stuff. So Mm. I think that's came into play a lot. And I think just the whole scene in general has just got a lot more, fitness orientated um, and I guess that just comes with it getting that bit more competitive as it gets competitive people are trying to get that bit fitter so it definitely has changed with that respect um, and yeah that it, it just seems to be buzzing at the minute I think everyone's kind of on a boom at the minute yeah certainly man well you know people are just so keen to get back racing you yeah. can just see it on socials and everything. People are so keen to get back, you know, and just have that social element and that race thing and all. People are loving it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, you know, they'll all get a chance to see if they can beat their friends. <laughs> yeah, that's that for sure. Uh, like, have you ever had any plans, or have you ever thought about going down the EWS route or doing anything like that? Okay. You know the options always there. I guess um, it'll it's just, it'll be a good. I would like to maybe see if I can get a few results here first, and then see where things stand. Um, mm-hmm. I'm heading over to Tweed Valley for the Pirelli King and Queen race at the oh. start of August. Mm-hmm. So, Are the Vitus team going over? Um, Glenn and all are going over to the EWS in Scotland. I missed the entry for that, but. I'm on the wait list, so we'll see if we can get in. But uh, no, it's just myself going over to that race. Um, right. But yeah, I know Keelan's done it a couple of times, so it'll be good to go over and see how I get on anyway. And yeah, just I, I want to just see how I get on this year and see if I can come away with some half-decent results and then maybe think about going and doing a couple of EWSs or something. Yeah, yeah, be interesting. But that's I think that's quite a good way to go about it. You know, not to put too much pressure on yourself straight away. Just see what you're, see how you're feeling, and get get onto it that way. Yeah, well, we'll roll the dice, dice, and see what happens anyway. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Uh, now let's chat uh, a little bit about your filming because you done the Gorge and Glen film edit, right? Yeah, I did. I did a wee video for it. I. Like that was cool, man. Like, how did that all come about? How did you fall into that? Um, I don't know. I guess like, kind of always had an interest in cameras and stuff, and then 
obviously, you know, and the lads say they'd ask me to do it, but you know, that's that's more or less the height of it. I just kind of have an interest in cameras, and I just it's more it's more just capturing the crack. Like I don't really want to go out and start filming, you know, random things. I just I just kind of like ca- capturing the memories and stuff, and mm-hmm. and and then yeah, that wee opportunity came about. So I know it was really cool to film that, and it was it was just cool to put my own twist on it, and you know almost portray what the glands is for me in a video like it's a lot of good memories in that for us like it's some spot yeah totally like i've chatted to caitlin about it and i've chatted to clarence valentine about it um when they were on the show and you know it's changed a lot from you guys up digging trails to what it is now with the proper trail center and stuff um so i'm sure you know, I know Clarence was really stoked to be on the video, and he got the only speaking part, by the way, which I pointed mm-hmm. out to him. <laughs> so I mean, I asked him if he got paid the most, but he wasn't sure. Uh, <laughs> but like, it must be really cool to be involved with something like that. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Like, um, you know, the council have have been really willing to work with the local mountain bike club, so. We've definitely been able to push things in our direction, um, you know, even with the structure of the trail centre, you know, that was very much down to the lads in the, the mountain bike club. And then, yeah, when it came down to the video, it was all down to ourselves as well. So we got it directed as such. And it's just been class to kind of see the forest, you know, just reaching its potential. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's funny, I ran into a couple of boys a few days ago and they were chatting, it was their first time at Gorchin, you know, and they were chatting about it and stuff and they loved it. They loved it. They, they said the car park was really busy, but once you get up and get going, you know, everybody spreads out, etc. Um, but yeah, they thought the new trails were really, really good. Like, how are you getting onto them? Do you enjoy them? Oh, here, like, I, I love them. Um, I have a wee hardtail, wee Vitus Santer hardtail. Um and that's probably the bike I ride the most. And yeah, I would just take it up, um, you know, during the week and just rip around those the trail centers like they're mm-hmm. they're class. And again, like you could literally go up on a bike that's twenty years old and batter down them, and then you know you could go up on a really modern bike and you know be really fit and really good on a bike, and you're still going to have just as much crack. So that's class i love it yeah yeah for sure man like the filament side of things you know is it something you're interested that you do maybe in the future or is it just a just a hobby thing for you no man it's it's yeah it's just a hobby like i think it's more just i want to just video the lads out in the bikes and have the crack more than anything and uh no it's very much a hobby just Mm -hmm. because you had the you had the drone and all there right yeah Decent wee camera there and drone and a couple of wee bits and bobs, but um, yeah, yeah, it's just a bit of crack. But you do get roped into doing wee things around the town, and people know you have camera, a camera and stuff like. But yeah, it's it's all just a bit of fun, and I, I like helping a few people out. Just you know. Yeah, yeah, cool. Like, how long did that take to do that? That that edit. Um. It took the majority of a day, and then uh, maybe a couple of evenings editing. But mm-hmm. uh, 
it was okay, just straightforward, you know. We just we just landed up and Stevie Collins, um, who'd be chair of the club, he was just kind of like, "What do you want us to do?" You know, and I was like, "It's not my video." <laughs> like, "What do you want me to do?" But so they were they were like just happy to let me kind of lead the way and give direction. So I was able to set up a couple of wee shots and script a few things, and yeah, it, it worked out worked out pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you didn't have to show up with a you know, one of these scene boards or whatever they call them, nothing like that. It wasn't that. It no. was just more of a load of friends getting together. I it was just more like right boys, Glenn's tomorrow and then about forty boys lands up and I we just went from there. About forty? I know there was in fairness now because I was kind of thinking, nah, we'll keep it four or five people, and, you know, just get a couple of shots, and then <laughs> just <laughs> everybody just landed up like, which was class because you know yourself, we kind of wanted to cater, it. you know, it was a promotion, promotional video, so we needed, you know, women and children and and it, just all the dudes too, like, so it was good, you know, but it was they were kind of asking me like, where do you want us to go, and it's kind of dr- trying to direct everybody and. <laughs> Not offend anyone, so aye. You were just throwing in at the deep end. Yeah, but sure, hey, that's that's how we roll. That's, that's it, man. No, but it was nice the way you caught everyone, so you kinda of got it from the family feel as well at the start, you know, and that it's uh that caters for families and people just starting and young kids and all this kind of thing, and then you you know, it progresses to the boys doing all the all the cool jumps and all the cool whips and the things like that so yeah it was really nice man it looks really well you must be proud of that yeah i thanks yeah i was pretty proud of it um you know, i got a lot of good feedback so um, I had, it's definitely achieved what i wanted it to achieve so yeah cool cool and it's the it was the council that wanted it right it was the council give you the uh, go ahead yeah yeah they they funded it and gave the go ahead and uh, they're hard enough to work with. Hi. <laughs> just with fonts and, because you know, for us, it's quite funny. Like for us, when you chat about Gorchy Glens, you, you you refer to it as the Glens. Mm-hmm. You know, but when I put up on the the header of the video, the Glens, they were like, "Well, sure, that could be the Glens of Antrim." <laughs> you know, so yeah. they they kind of it had to be very on uh on on point with their marketing you know yes of course of course okay well they have to make it appeal to that you know niche market i suppose and get people to gorging you know yeah no that's it hi cool man cool um brilliant have you anything like that in the future planned or are you just going to keep whatever lands on your lap you just keep doing yeah like <clears throat> i'm always messing about with the camera like there's always people looking me things done or videoed so I would do a lot for my friends Jim would always be in there videoing and stuff um, but I it's just here look I don't advertise it or I don't I don't push it too much just if somebody wants something done sure give me a shout yeah cool man it's maybe the best way to go about it yeah this is it yeah yeah cool um, now before we hit the record button there you were telling me you were out this morning doing some stuff What what were you doing what were you working with this morning um, I so I, I work for the council. Um, I'm a community wellbeing coordinator. Uh, 
So yeah, we just like work with we community groups in the town, or we work with like sports clubs, and we just set up we health and wellbeing schemes. Um, so yeah, I was out for a lovely wee dander around Fintner this morning with a wee group. Uh, so yeah, we just try to get people out and about in the community. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, like there seems to be so much of that thing, that kind of side of things now. You know, even in the mountain bike scene where people go out for mental health reasons on mountain bikes, like, are you finding that? Is that got anything to do with what you're at there? Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, and it's kind of, you know, it's it's mad that the gyms and all have been closed for, you know, the past year or so. But then, like... I was thinking about how much it's going to have a fact with people because people really do use, you know, physical activity in the gym for their mental health. But then yeah. if you look at the side of, like, the knock-on from that, everyone's just been out and about and trying to get their, you know, their physical exercise in another means and form. So, yeah, no, it's it's had a positive effect that everyone's out and about more, I guess. Yeah, no, it's cool to see. Definitely it's cool to see. Um, now, are you a gymnastics coach as well? Yeah, so I that's I it's kind of a funny story really. Like I've been coaching gymnastics for two years, but then obviously working for the council, we uh, when lockdown kicked in, obviously that all stopped. So we were kind of pushed about into different jobs and areas. Um, so that's how I've ended up doing what I'm doing now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I forgot to actually say before before I am in this post, um, I was like, if I'm going to be redeployed and if I'm going to be put into another post, then I want to be a park ranger in the Gorton Glens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got up there for about five months. Wow. Yeah. So I was working up there and had a, a bit of input into like the trail management and you know, looking after the trails and we were able to, like every week, I'd, every day I had the mountain bike up, so I was up riding, inspecting trails, feeding the ducks and feeding the deer, so uh, that was wild crack for a couple of months. Yeah, wow. Like, I'm sure that gave you a different insight into the whole thing. You know, you're coming at it from a different angle. Yeah, it did, like, obviously, because, you know, us out on the bikes, we were always wanting to go the coolest or the funnest lines who are cutting corners and we're probably destroying trails in some ways um, but then working with the council and being on the more maintenance side of things we had to be more wary of like the, you know the risks involved and you know how it affects the tracks when corners are cut and all that there kind of thing so it was it was good to be it was good to get that relationship and that bond with them too like because you know i'm giving them loads of insights and then i'm feeding back to the the club you know an insight from the council perspective so yeah it was a really good good uh relationship it was it was interesting there yeah, like I'm, I'm sure it is. And from the maintenance side of things, was there much happening, or were you organising days? And it was maybe hard over those COVID times. I, I think there is. There's a lot. There's maybe something in the pipeline that they're going to get the the club more involved and get them up to do like maintenance days. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it was more obviously because the trail centre is only open. It was more, 
looking at how the tracks were wearing and then seeing like were they going to be sustainable so like our main issue was braking bumps there's a lot of braking bumps forming so we're just like seeing how do we fix that is it a matter of just filling in the the holes or is it a matter of reshaping the turn completely so that there is no braking bumps there it's a it's a lot smoother mm-hmm. and then yeah it was just more looking at drains and stuff just more general basic things than than making jumps and changing stuff you know yeah yeah there's you know i suppose it's awesome seeing it from that side of the thing because there's a lot more goes into it you know most mountain bikers probably don't think about drainage or anything like that you know um but i suppose seeing it from the other side is is quite good really like and i'm sure they were keen to get your input as well yeah they they were absolutely like because the guys who work up there like they have they have no understanding of mountain biking so when they were like seeing all these holes forming they were like, oh, sure, that's, that there's forming from a stream, like a river being formed down the track, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that V-shape's cutting in because there's water running down. But I was like, no, that's that's breaking that's doing that. So they were like, well, why, why are they breaking there? And then you're like, okay, well, the turn probably doesn't flow that great or we could maybe change the turn and then that'll eliminate the breaking. So... Yeah, they were like, oh, frig, well, that's, that intre- that's interesting because anywhere there's a hole, they were kind of like, well, that's that's water that's doing that. But, mm-hmm. you know, so I. Yeah. So they were, they're park rangers, but they were there before the mountain bike trails became official. Is that the kind of idea? Um, I, so the park rangers, so obviously Gorton, it's forestry run, but then the council now, have taken it over so the guy the, four, the rangers have just been up for the last year or two um but yeah they're they're in charge of maintaining, maintaining the mountain bike trails now yeah so, yeah is that something you'd get like you'd like to get more involved with yeah it was it was class up there i would love to do it but I, just from studying sport and my background i kind of want to stay a wee bit more career focused for next next while anyway Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's your plans that side of things? Um, I don't know. I studied sports development, so it's kind of it's all about how you develop a sport, and you know, looking at like grassroots, how do you like develop develop a sport from the the ground up, and even within communities, and what what uh, what sport has to offer a community. Um, so I kind of want to go down that line of things and kind of what I'm doing at the minute with with my current role but I would love to maybe specify more with cycling mm-hmm. which I think will be it'll be a lot more there'll be a lot more jobs in the future in that kind of area where you'll see like sport about like cycling officers and within every county that will be in charge of like bringing the grassroots up and developing clubs. I think that's going to be seen a lot more in the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, certainly, man. And, you know, like I'm sure you have seen the growth of mountain bike and and cycling in Ireland grow massively over the last number of years. Even you're you're still young, I know, but, you know, I'm sure you've seen a a big change. Um, 
but yeah, it's crazy, man. Like what's happening in this little small island as far as trail parks and stuff go is pretty awesome. Like, yeah, it's class, and I think we're we're doing we're doing okay at it too. Like we've we've got a couple of good trail centers going there, and you know down down in Wicklow there with a the gap. You know, with a really high level center there as well. You know, so. I guess it all has to grow from the ground up and I think that's what we're seeing. Like we're seeing a lot of young kids and families all getting into it and that's kinda where the sport has to has to start from to grow and yeah. Yeah, very true, man, very true. Yeah, it's exciting times. Um and I think it's only gonna get more exciting as more people get into it and there's so many young Irish rippers now, it's unbelievable. Oh, there's, yeah, there is loads of talent, so much talent. Yeah, it's cool, man. We're uh, we're maybe seen as one of those makers for, you know, like horse racing. Yeah, <laughs> we've just got an act for it, so do <laughs> Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, so before I'll let you go there, Gary, um, what would you advise to young people, you know, wanting to get into the scene or starting off? You know, you're involved in that kind of industry there. Like, so what would you, what would you advise? How's, how's it best for young people starting off to get, to get their MTB journey going? Yeah, just, I don't know, just enjoy it, like, and, and don't take it too serious. And, and I, I don't know. I like, I, I did it for the social aspect of it and, it all just grew from there, so yeah, just yeah. just do what you enjoy and don't try force it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, do you think being a part of a club helps? Like, the Gorch and MTB clubs seems to be really good. Like, some yeah. joining something like that would be would be good to do. I will. Well, that's it. Like, if you, you know, if you can get into a club and Gorch and are, are great because they obviously have the whole youth side of things uh, growing. But yeah, if you're if you're young and you're looking to get involved, do reach out to your, your local club and um, get involved. And I, that's probably the best route to go now. Yeah, it seems to be interesting. I think we need more people thinking of that along those lines, you know, and joining, joining, joining clubs and making those a little bit stronger and, and everything else and getting more involved in the community aspect of it there. I think that really helps. Yeah, absolutely. Like at the end of the day, we've got to, you just got to provide opportunities for people. And then it all stems from that. Um, but no, the guys in Gorton to be they're doing a, a great job. And even, even the other cycling clubs in the town and across the country, you know, there's a lot of people who are doing a lot of, a lot of good work. So yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool, man. Cool. So listen, Gary, how can people best follow you and keep up to date with what you've got going on there? Um, I suppose you can catch me on Instagram. Uh, I think it's what is it, Gary underscore Donaldson underscore. So yeah, get me on there, and you'll see all the antics. <laughs> yeah, cool. Do you normally put up videos and stuff like that? Are you film in quite a lot, like we clips for Insta and stuff. Fuck yeah, I try and just trying to keep it natural and as it happens. So there's yeah. Just always going out for a spin, just whip out the phone and get a few shots, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure you get some great footage of Glenn. <laughs> yep. Uh, some not suitable for... for 
Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, well, Gary, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's been a pleasure chatting to you for the podcast, and um, I hope everyone goes well for 2021. It's a crazy old season. I hope the race season goes ahead, but it's looking pretty promising now. Like Things seem to be getting back to normal almost. Yeah, it, it is indeed. Hey, hopefully it, it stays like that and we can, can get a proper swing at it this year. Aye, totally, mate, totally. Well, listen, I might be up this weekend um, on the Sunday and if I, I bump into you, I'll, I'll uh, say hello or whatever. There we go, man. Sounds good. All right, buddy, here, have a good day and, uh, and good luck this weekend. All right, see you, Gareth. That's our wrap for episode 195. I hope you enjoyed podcast folks and I hope you took plenty from that and uh, as I say go on to Roots and Rain and check out Gary's results now and you'll see how well he done there um, so hopefully getting him on the podcast inspired him a little give him a little bit of juice to get down those trails faster but uh, it was a massive massively successful event I wasn't there unfortunately but uh, the guy's done really well I know everybody had a great time there so that's all down to Glenn O'Brien and the crew there at the Vitus First Tracks MTB and uh, you know they've done an amazing job and there's more to come so uh, keep your ears to the podcast there's there's more to come throughout the year now if you want to know a little bit more about what Gary and myself chatted about and to get a quick link to the Gorchin video that he filmed there for the council which is an awesome show um, you just go to the show notes mtb-tribe.com search for Gary's episode and you will find all the links there now if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to help the show, the best way is by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen to your shows on. It helps people see the show and helps spread the good word about the podcast to more people. We have a website you can check out, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete bike catalogue, listen and download every show from there for free. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the podcast. Now, if you want to get in contact with the show, we are on socials at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. You can PM me there. Or if you prefer the email method, you'll find me at info at mtb-tribe.com. That's it for this week, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next week, as always, get the bikes out, hit the trails, and stay MTB stoked. Stoked.